2: Welcome to The Chronic Podcast with host Ralph Malbro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of the SaintsNation.com, Kevin Held of the Team Drops the Ball, and Dave Cariello of Canal Street Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis.
1: Bing! Take that to the bank. L.B. Those are the only letters that matter because the Saints are hemorrhaging linebackers. Kevin's gonna get his horse tailoring. Now here's your host, Ralph
3: Malgrove. All right, it's the Chronic Podcast, sponsored by the Pelican House, 2572 City Place Court, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. They have 136 draft beers on time. Go there because they support us, so you should support them. And if Jimmy
0: Graham doesn't re-sign, you'll need all of them.
3: You will. Um, A lot of news today, this week, uh, Saints-related, non-Saints-related. I want to start with Michael Sam from Missouri came out he said he was gay he's the SEC defensive player of the year um Kevin I'll start with you uh your your thoughts on should the Saints take him as a player I believe that the Saints need to pick him because I want the media circus because it makes training camp more enjoyable uh I want to the unintentional comedy of Rob Ryan gushing over him when he has a good preseason game. Uh, I want all of that. So, your thoughts on on Mike and Sam?
1: Yeah, uh, I believe we had it. I can't remember how many weeks ago it was, because I know it was during this season where we. I'm pretty sure we talked about where a gay player would be, you know, better served playing, and I'm pretty sure we. I'm pretty sure we said something we said something like Seattle, we said Frisco, we said New Orleans, we said Miami. Uh might, we, we might have said San Diego, I can't be sure.
0: Not Philadelphia.
1: Um, <laughs> not Phil- no, not Philadelphia. Um not New York. Uh well in particular the Jets, but yeah, I mean if uh I I think he would have to play in a 3-4 since they say he's undersized and he's a tweener anyway. So, yeah, I guess he would have to play in a 3-4. And so uh, that's about all I know about that. I mean, you know, uh, formation-wise or whatever or or how his skills would translate. I know Andrew was tweeting more about that, and and we'll obviously hear more about that. But I think uh, it's a big set of balls on this kid to come out now uh before the combine, before the draft. I mean it would have been a lot easier on him if he'd waited until shit, until if he'd waited until even after preseason. If he'd waited till you know, midway through the season, just release could, like a one sentence like a one sentence from, press release, like, from, Oh yeah, hey, by the way, I'm gay.
3: <laughs> from what I had read is like he was planning on like doing it after the draft maybe, but he he uh it couldn't wait. Like, it, yeah, like yeah 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 it yeah. was like open secret in Missouri and like the media was being nice to him and like not yeah. making open the story the but that? like right. but like eventually it was like dude you got to come out because the meet the not
0: right media is being nice to you now. I think it's, I, I kind of respect on some level I th- I respect on some level that he's throwing it out there and like letting teams know like hey I'm gay if this is a problem then
1: oh yeah I mean and now, he got and he got yeah, to do I it on his that. terms anyway it was still him breaking it. So, you know, good on him. Uh obviously the scenarios I'm talking about are are are, are you know, these like weird hypotheticals in which everything is is perfect for for, for him to do whatever he was going to do. Um but yeah, I mean, you know, we're going to find out. I mean, we're already finding out I think Kevin about, just- about where people stand and it's like yeah, uh, Andrew – oh, yeah, I'm about to get out of my car. Uh, Andrew tweeted basically the – the, the I, I would think the thoughts of, of most people, you know, hey, I, I wish we were at a time where this wasn't a big deal. But it is. I mean, it, it is, and, you know, ho- hopefully we'll get to a point where it's not. I mean, shit, look at the parallel with Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson just won a Super Bowl, and I haven't heard – now, granted, I've avoided ESPN like the fucking –
4: great connection we
1: have he does
3: are you in a tunnel hell i'll have whopper <laughs> and
4: <laughs> two fries All
0: right. please. All right. cherry's jubilee and that's it
3: so as we wait for kevin to reappear dave me and andrew were talking in the the pre-show i <laughs> there he goes there he's back uh i Dave, I love the media circus. I want the Saints to draft him because it makes the draft more enjoyable to watch because they'll talk about the Saints more. So I want the circus to come to town with Michael Sam. Uh, how do you feel about that? Like I just want I want the Saints to draft him in the fourth or fifth round just because of that because it'll make draft day more enjoyable. Like I don't even yeah. care if he's any good.
4: <laughs> um. I'm okay with him being on the Saints, of course. I'm okay with the Saints drafting him. Um, I would certainly welcome the media circus. Um, I think the only thing that I probably wouldn't be crazy about is having to listen to the homophobic morons, uh, Saints fans, whether that be on Couch, oh, or any Maybe other bad game. website. Um, that, that would annoy me, and I to have to listen to that for at least probably the first year. Yeah. Um that would annoy me, but everything else about it is uh, is, is totally fine. It's totally, totally fine.
3: Uh, and me and Andrew were talking about his ceiling, and, you know, we like to speculate. I said his ceiling is Junior Gallet, and his floor is Martez Wilson. Uh, Andrew brought a name from the past. C. Grant would be his floor. But the thing is— Like Charles Andrew-
4: Grant?
0: No, no.
3: C, remember, it was a oh. linebacker for the Saints. C. Grant Andrew. Did he ever actually play for the Saints? He was always injured. And no,
0: I think he, was, he like tore like seven ACLs in a just, row in
3: like four <laughs> training camps. He he was just like like it's, he was as bad a linebacker pick as Hazlitt made, and they made a ton of bad picks. Like like you could just like Andrew. It's a list of Courtney, like
0: what Courtney Watson, Cedric Codge, James Allen, Alfred Fincher. Oh Alfred Fincher Jesus, yeah,
3: um I mean the list the list is the list is long and it is horrible,
0: yeah, um, and c Grant was arguably the worst,
3: yeah, so um James Allen did have that touchdown in overtime against Tampa that one time though, um, oh, I'm trying to, right.
4: look up, try to look up how how tall he is and how much he weighs, I mean, I was listening to
0: first well, that hey,
4: guy, maybe. <laughs> Maybe NBC Sports Radio or something like that, but uh, yeah, that's what it was, and I was listening to Sean King, who, my buddy, Sean King, and... Uh,
0: who looks more like a defensive tackle these
4: days. <laughs> he, he seemed to think that, um, you know, he, he basically puts Michael Sam sort of in that cleaner category where he's, too, he's kind of too small to be a... Uh,
1: Kevin, the show's not over. You can't turn off. Well, 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 yeah, but I've been wrest—I've been wrestling, man. My fucking hands are filthy. Yeah.
4: Uh,
3: what have been wrestling like a stuffed, pig? A dirty pig still- or
0: something? Jesus, Kevin is filthy.
2: This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge.
3: <sighs>
2: is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my! Look at that—he is. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
4: Anyway, (laughs) uh... So, I mean, Sean King t- seemed to think that he was sort of a sort of a tweener. And, you know, I, I mean, being the SEC Defensive Player of the Year is great, but that doesn't always necessarily translate over to the NFL. There have been tons and tons and tons of players who have had incredible college careers and uh, who do absolutely nothing in the NFL. Of course, I hope that uh, he does become something. But, but the point being that, um, you know, he, he may have a little bit of a tough time just from a f- not, having nothing to do with his his sexual orientation but um just from a physical standpoint um and his height and his weight and and the position he plays um and uh and and more so than his sexual orientation and him being gay um that could potentially uh hurt him but uh you know i I don't really know i never watched him play i i I don't know how tall he is i don't know how much he weighs Um,
3: i saw him eviscerate florida that's about my. Extent of him. He eviscerated Florida and he made the game winning play in the Cotton Bowl. That's all I know of him.
4: Yeah. I um, mean, it would
0: certainly. Those are two pretty good data points. Yeah.
4: yeah I mean, I hate to. It, it, I think it's, it's a shame that, that this is probably true, but I think it probably furthers uh, the gay agenda if he is a good football player as opposed to if he winds up being a bust. Um, i could i could see but
1: I what could, do you mean uh, i'll I tell you what i'll you f- finish your thought i'm sorry
4: i mean i could see people saying well see this is why gays can't play football you know gay guys can't be in the nfl you know they're, they're, they're never gonna make it they're too effeminate blah 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 blah. <laughs> whatever you know, just, you know, Whatever. stupid shit. i mean i'm not i'm too intelligent to put myself in the shoes of a moron but uh <laughs> but I'm, I'm trying to do so and and that was my impression of that um <laughs> So, so I, I just I just think that it would help. Um, I think it would help um, potentially other players that are gay maybe want to come out. I think it will help. Um, it, it'll help people that are maybe closed minded to the whole situation. I think all of that would would help if he was actually
3: well, a very you know, good player
4: in the NFL.
3: And let's it's be I mean, Twitter. and
4: Andrew, tell me if you
3: th- if you think this is crazy, just shoot it down. But I mean, let's be honest. You know, if if Martez Wilson. Would have been able to line up on sides for special teams and been a functional to above average special teams player, he'd probably still have a job with the Saints. Oh, no question about so it. So if,
0: mean, if, discipline was a major issue with you me. know,
3: if Sam can be disciplined, and even if he is not an elite pass rusher even if he's only an average pass rusher if he can be a special team guy where you can play him on our four special teams and he can be a solid backup and he's a good locker room guy he'll probably be able to play for five to seven years oh
0: i mean if you're not going to make the starting lineup you have to be able to play special teams that's how guys that are picked in the fifth sixth are undrafted guys that's how they make the team is by showing some worth and value on special teams so i mean kevin reddick Perfect example of a guy who there's probably better linebackers out there, players that were ready to step into a game immediately and make an impact over him, but they didn't make NFL rosters because they weren't as good on special teams. So he gets to develop at a position while he's contributing on special teams. And in modern-day NFL with 53-man rosters, you have to have that. But it's tough, man. I mean, I see both sides. And honestly, as a GM in the NFL, when you're evaluating players – there's no question that Michael Sam comes with an asterisk. Um, and I don't mean that in a negative or necessarily a positive way. It's just an added data point. And um, when you're a GM and you're sitting there in the fourth round and you're considering about 10 players, 10 players that have about equal value um, and you're, you're deciphering, you know, you're making a snap judgment on which one you need to draft, and you can choose between nine players that you feel pretty good about that have decent talent that could help your team and another guy that's gay. Um, that's tough when you consider the media circus, when you consider maybe the hey, is my locker room ready for this? Do I trust my guys? Do I trust that everyone on the team is going to fall in line? I mean, those are things that you're making in a vacuum and a snap decision in the yep. draft as, as players are going. So that, that's a tough decision to well, make. Here, here's a, it's a great point. Now I'm gonna start with you, Kevin.
3: Um, and me and Andrew were talking about this. The media circus from Michael Sam. I say that it's gonna eventually it'll just kind of fade away because it's it's not oh, yeah. gonna be the Tebow spectacle.
1: Spectacle because no. because Tebow Tebow was a train wreck spectacle. Everybody kept waiting for everybody kept waiting for him to fucking fail spectacularly, and he kept fucking winning. And so it just made it like, oh my God, he's not fucking, he's not fucking the football at the 50-yard line. This is spectacular. And he's fucking winning. This is hilarious. And then he fucking ran into New England and got skull-fucked on national television. And then they shipped him out. And then he went to uh, the Jets. And that was a media circus because it was New York. And because the team, the franchise was a fucking train wreck. And you're adding... That distraction on top of it. So that was more of a whole train wreck thing in general that he was walking into. And then then finally he goes to New England, and Belichick's like, ah, fuck it, he ain't playing.
3: Well, and the thing is with him, ESPN could have a whole sort of layered thing of should he play, should he not. I just – don't see the media spectacle for Michael Sam being the same but Andrew you I think disagree a little bit you think it's that it's going to last and it's going to have legs
0: I, I think so i mean it, obviously part of it depends on how much michael sam plays into it and by all accounts he kind of i mean it seems like he made the announcement and then he wants to take a step back and focus on football so You know, but I think how much he plays into it, how much he talks in the media, how much he invites those questions um, will, to a certain extent, dictate how much the media runs with it. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I see pros and cons. Look, the bottom line is I think if any GM could be promised that Michael Sam was going to be a Pro Bowl
3: player. (laughs) Kevin, 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 what the fuck are you doing? Are you doing a transmission? What the hell?
1: You're breathing (laughs) heavy? you. I ha- I'm, I'm, I'm heating up my oven so I can put a pizza in so I can eat. Jesus, it sounds like you're, you're, you're
4: the loudest fucking bachelor I've ever goddamn met in my life.
3: Yeah, she, my wife is like, are we at the Italian pie or something? What the fuck is Kevin doing? She can hear. What, and
0: and the, Dave knows a lot of bachelors. <laughs> <laughs> but um, anyway, what I was trying to say was, sorry, any GM. Would if they could be promised that he would be a Pro Bowl player or you know a successful NFL player, they would absolutely draft him because that's a legacy builder. And I think any GM would want to make it work and be the GM that drafted the first gay player that was a success story in the NFL. The problem is, so the pro, I mean that that's the pie in the sky and that's a very good one. Um, that that makes a player I think more attractive to to draft. Um, the flip side is the disaster of not only does he get cut, let's say he gets cut in training camp, does the whisper of he was cut because he was gay start to happen? It, does he come out and say that he was mistreated in the locker room? That, that's the, the worst case scenario where the microscope is on your team. And whereas you could just flat out cut a draft pick, a late draft pick and not worry about it and never have the media circus around you, this could potentially blow up in someone's face. So, um, I mean, it's tough, man. I I could see, I could see a ballsy GM that really would love to have the media circus and, and then wants to go for it to almost draft him earlier. And I could see him falling a few rounds or maybe even going undrafted. I mean, I think talent wise, I think he's good enough and his numbers and his statistics in college were awesome. But, you know, like you said, he's a tweener too, so it's hard to say.
4: Uh, go, going back to what I said earlier, again, I, I really want him to be successful in the NFL because if he is, Why, you, you, just, you can't you can't ignore it. You know, if he's if he doesn't do well, it gives NFL teams to ignore him, to, to not sign him, and it 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 offers the entire league a chance to just brush this under the rug. But if he if he plays well, if he puts up Credible numbers, good numbers, excellent numbers, whatever. You know, you can't say, well, how come he doesn't have a job? How come he's not with some team? He, he, the, somebody will have to take him. I mean, and that's you, what I like you, about so – what, that's what's good about the NFL. Why that's
0: do you want him to be NS. successful, Dave? Why? Just, just for, for political reasons?
3: Yeah. I, I, I want I, him to be successful so that the media will not have to cover every gay player coming out like it's the um, – like Like it's a breaking news and we get a whole week of it. If he's he does really well, yeah. um, Other players will come out and it'll just end it. But if he, but if he, but if he bombs, okay, and he doesn't make a roster, then the next the next player that does it, we got to go through this all again.
0: mm -hmm,
3: You know, I just would rather him be successful and let's just get it out in the open and be done with it, so the media can move
0: on to something else. So you guys really feel like the NFL needs a successful.
4: I, Andrew, I think the world. Gay player. I think the world needs to be more tolerant and more accepting of all gays across the board. And I, I, I it's sad. Yeah, I just
0: don't. I just don't know if the NFL is nec- necessarily has to be the vessel for that.
4: No, I don't think I the NFL is the last one. I, I think, I, I think that in other aspects of life. Being gay has, is accepted. I think professional sports with all these men, I think they're the, the one of the last dominoes to fall.
3: Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah, it's true.
4: I, I think it's true. I just
3: like, I, and and I know Andrew was kind of going in back and forth and and about how he just he doesn't really he doesn't really care and he doesn't want the meat. I don't want all my sports channels covering this twenty four hours a day. For As many, you know, they're, they're covered. They're going to cover it into next week probably. And I just like it was interesting for about thirty-five minutes for me on Sunday. After that, I just I'm tired of listening to it, and I just I want him to be successful so that it's not an it's not news anymore for me I mean, personally, you can, you can, selfishly, because I don't want to hear. Can be...
4: You can be gay, and you can be a doctor. You can be gay, and you can be a lawyer. You can be gay, you can now be in the army. You can be gay, and you can work for the government. You can be gay, and you can be president. But you can't be gay and play in the fucking NFL? No, you can't. What the fuck is that about? You can. I want him to be so that ESPN doesn't cover it like a presidential address.
0: But maybe this guy can. I mean I, I just don't see – you know what I'm saying? Like maybe it maybe it will be some other gay guy that's amazing. I mean well, well, for, uh, all well, we know, for all we know, there was already a gay player that oh, didn't come uh, out. Guaranteed.
1: Guaranteed. In. Guaranteed. guaranteed <laughs> they're gay yeah, – I guarantee you. I guarantee you. They're gay fucking pro bowlers.
4: Absolutely.
0: Yeah, yeah, guaranteed.
1: Absolutely. And, and I tell okay. you what. I tell you what. Drew McGarry wrote a great fucking piece this past week saying, saying, you know what? It's fucking ballsy and brave that Michael Sam came out at the time he did. But you know what? There are fucking gay players right now that could step up and say, Hey, you know what? I'm fucking gay. I've been in this league four, five, six years. A couple of my fucking teammates have known haven't had a single issue, I've done my thing, and and you know what, and again, I go to this whole preferably, so that way it's it's the best story to help prove that it doesn't fucking matter, best fucking case scenario would be a guy, a fucking pro bowler, a guy that's consistently talked about, and you see his highlights, whoever, and he just comes up and says, you know what, I was I'd been afraid for, a, you know, I just wanted to keep it quiet and keep it private. But this uh, this college kid fucking stood up and and he shouldn't have to stand alone on this. And so
4: and I wish that somebody would do that. I, I All right. That's a
1: great question. And I'll start with you, Dave.
3: Will that happen?
4: Um, I I think probably since it hasn't happened yet. I think that anybody who is even considering it would, is probably going to maybe see a wait is going to maybe take a wait and see attitude to see what does happen with Michael Sam and whether he gets drafted and and what happens in his first season. Should it happen? Yeah, absolutely. I I really wish that 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 one or two or a handful or however many players that are in the NFL currently that are gay. Um and and the higher profile the better the 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 more accomplished uh, the better um, but I, I do wish that um, that somebody like that would now use would you... use use Michael Sam as, as a as a as a jumping off point and say you know what if this young kid has enough balls to come out before he's even drafted to potentially um.
1: Cost himself millions.
4: Exactly, to potentially cost himself a lot of money and, and and draft position and all that stuff. If this young kid is ballsy enough to do this, and I have been in the league for this long and I am established, I'm a pro bowler. Then what's my problem? Why can't I come out?
3: Uh, Andrew, I'm gonna. Say, Andrew, you're th- will another, will another gay player or two or have it? Will it, will it happen before the season starts? You think?
0: uh i think i'm with dave i think you know it's it's uh i mean it's hard it's hard to be every individual is different so you know you you don't know how any gay player would react to michael sam and i agree that on some level there's probably going to be a wait and see for how things play out how the league reacts to it how the, maybe even how the locker room reacts to it after the players drafted so um it might take a while Really God. I'm
4: waiting for Jonathan Vilma to come out of the closet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> He's not I now.
3: I wish like four or five or six players thing. would come out because then the media would just get so exhausted covering it. Exactly. I like tell you, that would be, like, be that would we be the best case. We don't right. care yeah, anymore. Because then you
4: wouldn't even know. It, it's like it's like you're at a gunfight in the OK Corral and you got one guy in front of you. You can shoot him, but you got ten guys in front of you. You don't know where to shoot first.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I say oh. this a little bit in jest, but I think my hatred for the Atlanta Falcons trumps um, what hoping that equality works itself out in the U.S. So um, if <laughs> if Michael Sam gets drafted in the second round by the Falcons, then I, I don't want any. I mean, then then it's like off. Well, that's, yeah, that's then the it's just, scenario. <laughs> then it's not. Then it's not racial hatred that you want him to fail.
3: You just want him to fail because he's in Atlanta.
0: Well, yeah, but then then the media just like, oh, what a great organization, the Atlanta. Oh Could you God. imagine how awful that would be? Oh, no, that's true. Ugh, man. I mean, that would set equality back, essentially. Yeah, <laughs> all right. All
3: right. <laughs> um, the, anyway. anyway, Kevin, <laughs> Michael Sam coming out and announcing he, he was gay, I was like, eh, that's interesting, and I shrugged. But something happened today that shocked me. I was driving home, and on the NFL Network, they announced Cleveland had fired everybody in their front office after they hired a coach. I don't know what the fuck that's about, but they
4: hired the Browns move.
3: They hired Bill well And if you're, I would just say, Kevin, if you're under, if you're over 30, you know who Bill Culharris is. I would say that's true. no.
1: Uh, I I. Didn't fucking know who he was. I mean, you had to tell me pre-show who the hell he was, and I thought he was dead. So maybe like 35. He is – I'm 33.
0: I remember Billy Kay well. Oh,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I if, it, I, I think if you're a, a more learned individual or a, or a more attentive individual, uh, yeah, I would say if you're maybe well, over the age of maybe 28. All right. So, Andrew,
3: if people that are like, I don't know, who's Bill Carrick, explain to the people
0: how bad bill Coherick was as a general. i mean this doesn't even dig that far back into my memory i mean this is we were teenagers i mean this was in yeah. high school late high school or maybe even the beginning of college i mean this was the mid to late 90s so um but yeah bill, billy Koharic um was basically a gm for the saints for a long time he was in the organization he was one of tom benson's pawns and uh when Jim Wara got fired, um, they basically cleaned house and Billy Koharik. Did did he hire he, – hi, he hired Ditka pro bono, didn't he? Yeah. So he was kind of off the books. Yeah, Bono. He, he, he was kind of off the books, but he went ahead and hired Ditka for – he, he kind of presented Ditka to Benson anyway. And so Benson rewarded him by giving him the GM job and – um I mean, he—he's—he. If you were to give me five, if you were and, and give me a chance to list five names in the history of Saints football that were just inept and in over their head, um, Kehrerik is definitely in the top five, and he may even top the list. But he—he um, he was just an atrocity of a GM, and uh, I think his his lack of an ability to stand up to Ditka in the Ricky Williams trade. Um, was potentially um, the most devastating move to the franchise in history, or one of.
4: Yeah, he he
3: probably—this is old-timers are probably listening. If you know the 70s— I mean, Vic, his
0: comb-over enough is a crime yeah. against humanity. Vic
3: Swank was a terrible GM for the Saints. He was in the 60s and 70s. <laughs> Steve Rosenblum, uh, the Saints hired him as a favor to his dad. His Bull. dad, Sidney, used to own the Colts and the Rams before Georgia Frontieri. Married him, and he drowned in c- circumstances uh, but Koherrick was pretty bad. Imagine Mickey Loomis if Mickey Loomis never had a plan, always overreacted, uh made panic signings, and never ever was aggressive that would be that would be Bill Kuherrick, like, yeah,
0: that's the thing. He, he was always like kind of a coward.
3: Yeah. So like, Dave, this hire is so bad. If you were a Cleveland Browns fan, would you be like I stop being a fan, or do you take a break for a while? Like if your favorite team just does something so horrible that you can't stomach it? Like what
4: do you I think if you're a Cleveland Browns fan and you're still a Cleveland Browns fan, I, I would say at this point, you're still a Cleveland Brown friend. You're probably in it for the long haul. I think I think you would have quit a long time ago. <laughs> I don't think this would have been the straw that breaks the camel's back. Um, to realistically answer your question, yeah. Um, I would shoot myself if I was a Browns fan. <laughs> I mean, not even having to do it this hire.
3: Dave advocating a bullet to the head.
4: I mean, I, I just think it's crazy that you hire a coach and then you get rid of – Everyone else around it. I mean, it's just it to me that just seems so ass backwards. That would that would really be like hiring a, a an offensive or a defensive coordinator before you even hire the coach, and you say here you go, you have to work with this guy. The fact uh, that
0: the fact that Bernie Kosar in his current state is a better option at quarterback for them than anything they have on the roster. <laughs> Tells you all
4: you need to know. I mean, they're just they're just hapless. I mean, they're just they're just losers. They they uh, and I I don't know whether it comes from the ownership. I, I, I really do not follow the Browns much. Well,
3: the owners are criminal. So.
4: Well, I mean, I just I just it's, at some point this has to trickle down from somewhere and wherever it's trickling down from that's the person who needs to go I mean he, he if it's the owner and I was a Browns fan and the owner was responsible for making all these decisions uh, I would start a Kickstarter fund or something or petition the White House and try to get a hundred thousand signatures I mean I would just try to do something because uh, as long as whoever is in charge and whoever's making all of these decisions for the course of however long it's been that they've been bad I mean it's just I, I just don't see it getting any better for them I just really don't
0: would it be more shocking to you Ralph if Billy Koherrick had success with the Browns in the front office or would that be more shocking to you or was Carl Smith's post-saint success with USC quarterbacks more would was that more of a shock
3: Herrick would be more of a shock and I'll let ev- everybody take a shot at this answering this I think Q. Herrick, because Carl Smith, I mean, you can be a mediocre coach or whatever, and you can stumble on to having a good player or whatever. I mean, I remember who was that guy? Chris Palmer. He got to be head coaches a bunch of places because he was quarterback coach for Bill Parcells for ten minutes with Drew Bloodsoe when Drew Bloodsoe was younger, you know? Mm-hmm. So I mean you can you like uh the quarterback coach for the Saints Lombardi, we don't know if he's any good. He got an offensive coordinator job with the Lions, but we don't we don't know if he's any good. We don't know if he can run an offense. But because he was on the, the Lions net, hired him,
4: so he's probably not very good at all.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean I would say but but Q has a track record of being awful at picking players. So I'd be I'll be stunned if Q turns it around and nails gets Cleveland winning in the next two
1: years. Anybody else, Kevin, you, what would you say to that? Nah, I'd say Carl Smith, just, I, I, and again, because, and again, that's, it's probably more of a bias with me, because again, I know no effing clue who, <laughs> uh, Kuharik is, and.
0: Well, Carl just Smith the, predates the, Kuharik.
1: Yeah, but for some reason, I know, fu- I know fucking Carl Smith, just because, I, I don't know, I guess maybe I'd heard Buddy D and the callers too, Buddy D, just like, <laughs> Carl Smith, Carl Smith here. <laughs>
0: You know, and all that kind of stuff. Oh, Carl! That's classic, Carl. <laughs> all
3: right. Um. So, uh, before we get to, well, let's get to um our our first off-season position of this season, the podcast we do by position. So we'll start with quarterback for the Saints. Um, Dave, I'll start with you. There's been a clamor on Twitter Trade and other your places. Breeze. That the Saints need to draft a backup quarterback, Andy Murray's or whoever you choose in the in the second, third, fourth round. Do you think the Saints should start looking at a backup quarterback to replace Freeze? Uh and Did you
1: will say Vance? Andy Murray? What? <laughs> Are you? <paying? laughs> Wait, what? Did did he? What? I think he got cut off.
3: Oh. Oh. Will, will the Saints? What are they going to do at, uh, for for, for, we're at, for quarterback? Are they going to go backup quarterback to replace Breeze? Are they going to do that high in the draft, second, third, fourth round?
4: No, I don't think so. I, I think we're still a little. Uh, Drew is what twenty eight. I mean, not not twenty eight. No. Drew is 30, like what thirty five. Thirty four. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think we've. I, I think Drew's probably got at least four or five more years. And, and that being the case, I think it's a little too early to draft somebody that high and to have him just sit on the bench for three, four five years. You know, I, I think, I think this is something the saints do in another year or two. Uh, but right now I think it's a little too early.
3: Uh,
1: Kevin. I'm Kevin? sorry. Could you, could you repeat the fucking I mean, dude. Dude, I I I, I, th- I thought I made clear that when we were doing these position things, not to include me too much, because <laughs> again, I you said you said quarterback, yeah, Drew Brees is still good. <laughs> okay, that's the extent of my fucking analysis. <laughs> All, right. All right, Drew, Drew Brees <laughs> still like good. He throws on- football good. I like the honesty, Sean Yeah, Sean Orleans. Uh, nothing Orleans. Not bru- I'm, I'm nothing if not brutally honest. Yes. Uh, Andrew.
4: Don't hurt me, Sean. Don't hurt me.
1: I mean, it's gonna be it's
3: it's it's Ryan Griffin sort of job to lose. They're not they're not doing anything significant at backup quarterback in the draft.
0: Andrew, no, I don't think so. But the, I think they will bring back Luke McCown. Um, I I don't think they're just gonna give the job to Griffin. I think he'll have to earn it. And uh, I don't see any reason why McCown wouldn't come back and at least compete in camp. And I, I think if they feel good about Griffin and how he performs, then yes, he'll get the he'll get the backup job. And McCown will will be done Um, but I think they like McCown they've been impressed with what he's done and um, so I mean look what his brother just did in the later stages of his career I think you know it's possible for quarterbacks in their early 30s to catch on with the team come in as a backup and sometimes uh, play well I mean Rich Gannon did it um, later in his career kind of caught fire so um kurt warner later in his career so i mean it happens i'm not saying luke mccown's on that level but uh i think that anyway i think the organization likes him he knows the playbook um he has good relationships with the staff so um i i think it's completely 50 50 between those two
3: yeah and dave i saw on canal street chronicles that dave introduced me to a fantastic site it's called over the cap
4: yeah oh, you didn't know awesome. about that
3: i didn't know about that and uh yeah I'd gone to another site that was similar, but they don't let you – like Sports for back? over the cap, you can like actually like manipulate the Saints' cap and cut guys and restructure and all that stuff. Yeah. So, Andrew, restruct, restructuring doesn't really help them with Drew Brees though. Like he, Oh, right? they could
0: restructure him this year. Yeah, it would just make the cap situation worse in future years. Um, they really the benefit of the restructure is going to be the following season i think i mean the way i looked at it mathematically i believe that a 2015 restructure um will bear its fruits a lot more because at that point Breeze's cap number raises uh, i think 8 million next year um so i think the the real the real fruit of that labor will, will be had in 2015 when they can kind of um get more cap room so I, I don't think it's going to happen this season. And, uh, I mean,
3: Dave thought – you think four or five more years. But, I, I mean, do you agree with – I mean, how many how many prime years, uh, Kevin, do you think Drew
1: Brees had? Two. Two, two, two. Oh, just two. Well, I, I mean, look. That was well, here's the thing, though. Would you – Okay. Prime, great Drew Brees. Two years after that, would you be willing to take anywhere from a? Would you be willing to take above average Drew Brees? Yeah,
0: but you're saying not, not for the price they're paying. <laughs>
1: well, 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 I mean, fu- that's that's well, and that's why fucking people do contracts, man. I mean, technically, you're paying them. I mean, shit, technically, you're paying them for uh, for what they've done, and with the estimation that they're gonna do something still good for a while. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, mean, I, I don't know. I, <laughs> I, I, well, yeah, I, I know that, but what I'm saying is, look, I just go back to, to, to the fucking math that I did. Ah, uh, eh, fuck, I don't remember how many weeks ago it was, but it, it was when he got finally got into the top five of uh, all time passing yards, and basically, it was like if he threw for at least four thousand, he'll end up with the he'll end up the all time leader in yardage if he stays and plays till he's forty. It was something like that, so I just I just want him to stay and play till he's forty.
0: Shit, man! If he continues to get hit as much as he did last season, he's two years. It may be an overstatement. <laughs> um,
3: you know, I, the thing is, history says that quarterbacks at thirty once a quarterback hits thirty-eight, they fall off a cliff. So, I mean, I think that means you got – what, he's 34, 30. So you got – I think I think you can squeeze out uh, – th- I think he's got – if he's not injured, I think he'll have three – I think I disagree with Kevin Like, I think he'll have three more prime years. But if Kevin – if you're right and he has two more elite years left, that makes the contract situation kind of difficult if they don't stretch him out going into that fifth year.
4: Well, fortunately for us, Kevin's never right. <laughs> <laughs>
3: it is it is been, been true a couple of times speaking of Ke- kevin you made a rest your wrestling
1: debut yeah big time full te- full I'm, full show
4: i'm tempted to post it as a fan shot on canal street chronicles
1: go ahead did you it was the to- was the
3: random toddler that's at your practices of the video that you send us was he at the wrestling match was he wandering wandering around the ring uh
1: no he was not he was not wandering around the wrestling ring he was upstairs in the uh in in the the locker area being uh, attended to by uh taking by respon- by responsible adults yeah and hopefully taking a nap hopefully he came down from a sugar high <laughs> just to give a recap of
4: kevin's wrestling debut yeah, did you, did you, he, he did basically you? He, he he's base can correct me if i'm wrong at any point in this kevin i mean but you're basically you were playing the manager of one of the wrestlers yes yes uh, and uh and and you're a bad guy so you're not oh, yeah. to be, you're not supposed to be liked at all yeah and, um toward the end of you know you're kind of moving around and 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 walking around the ring and and not necessarily taking part in the fight but you're definitely a- active um in and around the ring while the yes. while the while the match is going on and yep. then finally yep. at the end it's active. Um, Kevin finally at the end Kevin gets or sorry Sean Orleans um gets involved and does get into the ring and uh, puts his foot on the guy's neck for a little bit there how does that feel huh and uh, and that's Kevin's wrestling debut uh well, well
1: actually there is the, the, uh there is video of me actually in a match later that evening I did actually get into oh, the ring you again not though. Did you, Did you win? win? Did you incite the oh, crowd? God, no. Did you get to God, use no. crack, some, oh, crack a chair over somebody's head? No, no, no. Um, here's the thing. They were gonna do a match for a uh a belt called the called the Battle Royal Championship, and they didn't have enough. <laughs> sadly, they didn't have enough guys to do a Battle Royal, so they just made it like an open, an open challenge to multiple people. And I was like, oh, hell, I'm going to do this. And so I took off my coat. I kept my scarf on. Nice. And, oh, scarf. yeah. The, everybody. Nothing,
4: nothing every... through in the heart of your opponent like a scarf.
1: No, no, no. Everybody yeah. hates the scarf. The scarf plays. <laughs> the scarf is money. That's the moneymaker. So, <laughs> so, the ref is like, you're going to wrestle with that? And I was like, yeah, I'm going to wrestle with that on. And both wrestlers are kind of like smiling at me or whatever. So, I took a swing and hit one of the guys and, you know, knocked him back and he was kind of stunned. And so I started doing like a celebration dance through my arms up and was like, yeah, take that. And I backed up into the other guy who was sort of like standing behind me, like waiting. And I turned around all, all like, oh shit. And he hit me with a, uh, with a street fighter to, uh, Are you yeah, Are you he hit me with yeah, he hit me with a hadouken and I flew back about 5 or 6 feet and he pinned me. And then he tried to help me up. I shoved him off and was like, "I, I was not ready. I was not ready. I was not ready." Well, then the other guy comes up from behind and rolls me over and he gets a 3 count on me. Another and guy everybody everybody in the crowd went nuts and loved it. They loved it. So, you know, yeah. cuz they hate the scarf. Oh, do they hate. I, oh, I, let me tell you, I trashed. I trashed uh, Budweiser. Oh, I trashed wow.
4: well, you don't I do trashed, that in Missouri.
1: Well, fuck them. It's a terrible beer. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I uh, trash talked uh, their pizza, which which really is shitty.
0: Wow, it's, <laughs> it's
1: terrible. I mean, Did off. you dog Tra- uh, Dillinger? Provel. Island? Provel is terrible. Oh, and David Freeze, I trash talked him because he's a drunk and he split for more money because he's smarter and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, I just, I basically just said everybody in Missouri is mediocre and I'm not and all this other kind of stuff. And it was like, I only thought I was talking for like two, two and a half minutes. No, it turns out I was talking for five minutes, but everybody fucking hated me.
4: So so
1: it's kind of like a podcast.
4: Yeah, I was about to say, are you saying that you went on and on and on and on and didn't realize it? Oh, shocker.
1: <laughs> well, fuck you very much, Dave. See? And by the way,
4: thank you for being such a wonderful ambassador for New Orleans there in Missouri. There's a small town now in Missouri that will never come and visit New Orleans because of Kevin. Hopefully. Uh.
1: Well, actually, well, <laughs> exactly. I told, them, I told them, you know, you clowns are having your Mardi Gras in like two weeks.
4: Yeah, I saw it. Two or that. three
1: weeks, I said I said your Mardi Gras is essentially a block party to us.
4: <laughs> Do they really have a Mardi Gras in Saint Louis?
1: Oh yeah. It's it's in it's in like one little neighborhood of the city. Oh my and god. And it's one day. It's one or two days and that's really it. And they're like, Woo, we're drinking, we're having fun, ha huh? and I'm like, Yeah, this is really stupid.
3: <laughs> All right. Probably makes Mardi Gras in Galveston sound appealing. All right, we got Twitter questions. Uh, Yay! We got, some, we got some Twitter questions. We got a weird question. I'll start out with a really weird one. Uh, how would Michael place. Sam, and this is for you, Andrew, how would Michael Sam fit into the Canal Street Chronicles podcast locker room? Would he be a distraction for you? <laughs> his teeth. <laughs> my wife said, I don't care if he's gay, his teeth are fucking hideous. His mouth looks like a grenade exploded in it. I
0: think I think some people uh, misunderstand where I'm coming from on this. I I don't give a shit that he's gay. I could care less. I have gay friends. It, it oh does.
1: classic misdirection yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. I, I have the token gay friends no um seriously I, it doesn't matter I mean it doesn't matter to me it doesn't matter to me that there's a gay player in the NFL It doesn't matter to me what he does in his bedroom. is he good on the football field could he help the team that, that I mean as a Saints player that's all I care about. you're just but um no I, I would welcome him on our podcast in fact, um, the the number of the you know the number of hits and the number of people listening to this podcast would probably multiply by a thousand. I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but It'd I'd
3: take it. Suck up our bandwidth until until he heard my wife ask him why doesn't he have any why doesn't he have braces. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, I'm
0: sure the NFL I'm sure the NFL has a dental plan. They do. They
4: he, <laughs> because he couldn't afford them. I'm reading about all the crap about his family it seems like he did not have a very... can we
0: get on that can we get Michael Sam on the podcast that would be amazing.
4: I'm well, pretty sure he's busy doing interviews with legitimate media like he's the New waiting, York Times.
1: He's waiting for Bob Costas his pink eye to cure. <laughs> oh oh yeah, yeah 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 oh yeah. He's waiting for legitimate media. He's waiting for the Today show to fucking call him. Get the fuck out of here with that legitimate media shit. I said the New York
4: Times. I didn't say Today show. You said that. You you Hoda and Kathy Fan boy, you.
3: Let's see.
4: Uh, I am jealous of them because I would love to get paid to get drunk.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, Kevin, here's a question for you: Which Saints coach will arc- awkwardly say "no homo" in front of Michael Sam after we <laughs> draft him? Rob,
1: Rob Ryan, Jesus Christ, man! There's, look, what? If the question is anything to do with Michael Sam, what coach? Rob Ryan. <laughs> what? I don't care what the re I don't care, I don't care if it's if it's if it's that if it's if it's having to say things that 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 Thomas Morestead's going to pop his head and be like phrasing I, you know anything like that. I don't care if it's something like what coach do you think is secretly most likely to sit and ch- and chat like fucking color patterns or or whatever sort of stereotypical, you know, gay character shit with Michael Sam, the answer is still Rob Ryan.
0: <laughs> if,
1: if, if it's like, if it's like, all right, take, take Michael Sam out and play fucking darts or whatever with him. Rob Ryan, take him. to yeah, you shots. Rob...
0: to say? Pete Carmichael jr.
1: Yeah. Like what? <laughs> like,
0: Oh, uh, it's uh Billy, expect. Billy New. Yeah. Billy oh, New, Fred, Fred McAfee. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Joe Vitt for sure. You know, Hey, you, Hey, you leave Joe Vitt alone. <laughs>
3: Apparently, Joe Vitt and, and Jake Laser almost got into uh, a fight. I read when that. Jake would
4: kick Joe Vitt's ass? <laughs> I
3: know he would. <laughs> when was this? I don't know. It was on. Uh, it was in a GQ article about uh, Jake Laser that uh, Drew McGarry had written. Uh, I read that article.
4: I didn't see anything about Joe Vitt. Maybe I didn't read the full article.
3: Yeah. It was like the outtakes.
4: It was, another,
3: it was like a, a sidebar or something. Yeah. Zach I'm on gonna, the right uh, says, Saints forecast, do I have a bucket? Do you have a bucket I can borrow? That's probably an insult that I
1: don't understand. Because um, he wants to vomit, maybe. Probably.
3: Um, Icy hot, tweeting ridiculous questions about Drew Brees getting traded to San Diego. That's absolute fact. It was on TMZ. Phil, the Chargers are going to run the two quarterback system with Philip Rivers <laughs> and wow. Drew Brees. They're going to combine their their families. Philip Rivers has got like nine kids, and Drew B's gonna have four. <laughs> They're gonna be the Rivers bunch, and it's gonna be on the learning. Breezy channel. Breezy Rivers. Yeah, breeze, It's gonna be the Breezy Phillip Rivers bunch. It's gonna be on the learning channel. It's gonna be big. So, Ryan Griffin, your too. new quarterback in 2014. It's
0: gonna be Philip and Drew plus 15.
4: <laughs> <laughs> um, I've got a few Twitter questions too. Fire. To well, one is one we're not gonna answer because. Just out of out of uh, out of principle. This one's from at. Witzer. Are we sure? Yes, and I'll and I'll explain why. This one is from at Switzerland. Um, he wants to know what our most pressing need. What's our most pressing need on defense? And then he asks, can we expect an improvement in Rex? Lex's second season as defensive coordinator.
0: Yeah, I'm not answering
4: that. Moving on. If you don't even know the goddamn name of a <laughs> defensive coordinator, you don't deserve a, a response to your question. <laughs> I also, he also asked what Kirby's <laughs> trade value
1: is. And I don't even know. Who's Kirby? Who the, is he talking about the Saints? Is this guy a Jets fan? Kiri. He, he, Kiri. I think he's talking. he might be talking about Kiri.
4: Oh, okay. We're moving on.
1: <laughs> um. <laughs> he has no trade value. He had a nice he had a
3: nice game against Seattle and a nice game what? against the Eagles. He I has what? no trade what? value. See,
0: it's Dave just... is spoiled. He's got so many people that are coming on Connect Tree Chronicles that he can he can afford to piss two or three of them off because his readership won't be effective. in <laughs> I mean, Saints Nation, we, we can't treat our people like that.
4: I'm, uh, I'm I've try- only got like three. <laughs> I'm not trying to treat people weird, but like I want there to be a level of of, of intelligent fan discussion that we have. and
3: Sports, <laughs> Sports Cajun asked, did Q Herrick write his own Wikipedia entry? I looked at it. The answer is yes. <laughs> um, here's a question from Angry Houdat. Uh This is for you, Andrew. Now that Q Herrick is running the Browns, what are the odds that he trades the entire draft for Mark Ingram?
0: <laughs> uh, sign me up. Sign me up immediately. I think the odds are 50-50. Um, I mean, hell, if, if Richardson got – I mean, if the, if the uh, Browns were able to milk what they were able to milk for Richardson, I mean, God. What the what the hell – Kevin, what the hell would they have to have done to get
3: fired after they hired the coach? I mean, the front office, you could say, well, they didn't they, – they might have not done so well last year drafting players or in free agency was kind of mediocre. But as far as trading – Trent Richardson and getting a one for him and setting up their dra- – they got – I think they have 12 picks in the draft this year. Like they've set it up perfectly. What did Mike Lombardi and the other guy have to do to get fired? Like were they
1: walking around the, the, the facility with no pants on? Like I'm, th- I'm thinking essentially it's that, and they probably made a, a cat call at uh, Jimmy Haslam's wife. I mean – Or, 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 or Gouma if he's really uh, tied up to the mob. And those were my last words, folks. I'm gonna be found in a ditch tomorrow. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe they just there, yeah. Maybe
0: they maybe they had a Hindu Vegas trip. Ooh. <laughs> Cajun sports.
3: Cajun also said, "How did Johnny Weir get Ralph's jacket? He has a speed skater and a giant uh, pink <laughs> glittered jacket." And I will have you know that I you look stole good.
0: your fucking jacket, man.
1: I have. I look good in pink. I'll have you know. Um, that jacket, Dun- I tell you what, Johnny Weir, I gotta be honest, <laughs> that guy that guy is, is fucking weird and he's out there, but you know what? He embraces it and it's part of his character. It is who he is.
3: You know, he's moving merchandise somewhere.
1: Uh, exactly. And hey, he's hanging out with Tara Lipinski, so good on him. Dave. Cheap and-
4: fabric and dim lighting.
1: That's how couple, you move merchandise. We got merchandise. a couple more questions and then we can get
3: out of here. Any chance of getting... Uh, Pierre the Pelican's old head and putting it on Bobby Bear. <laughs> That's from Kim. It would, it,
4: would, it would certainly be an improvement. The, I just found out that Pierre the Pelican was... The
3: Pelicans 86. have gotten more publicity over uh, Pierre the Pelican uh, breaking his nose than they have all year.
0: Yeah. It's pathetic. <laughs> uh...
4: Oh, I don't I I I think that was the best thing about the team. I don't know why they got rid of him.
3: <laughs> I agree. Well He's, said. That and King Cake Baby, they just scare children. That's what they do. All right. Andrew, this is a good question for you. This is from Ryan Berger. What are the odds Rob Ryan Josh hillifies Michael Sam if the Saints draft him? Meaning he just uses Sam for everything. <laughs>
0: Uh, am I supposed to answer that seriously? I, you're gonna answer it any way you want. Uh, I mean, he doesn't coach special teams or offense, so, and I don't think he can play. I don't think he can play safety. So uh, you don't know that. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't know. I, I just think I don't think Michael Sam's coming to the Saints. I'm gonna throw it out there.
3: Oh man, the fun thing about Rob Ryan though is he has. He gives each defensive player. He gives them an animal name. Any they have theme music. The Michael Sam possibilities for that could lead careful, to very careful, bad problems.
0: Careful HR. Careful now. It could be.
4: I got yeah, one wait, more question. Okay, and go. It's, it's a legitimate one, and it comes from at bitter one um, one. He's tired of all the just pay the man crap in regards to Jimmy Graham. People simply don't pay attention to the Saints cap situation.
0: Well please
4: said, break yeah. down please break down realistically what he could get paid per year that would still allow for free agents and draft pick signing. Now first of all, I agree with him that we can't just pay Jimmy Graham a gazillion dollars <laughs> and and mortgage the the future of the team. But that being said, I think when people are saying just pay the man, if I was, if, if it was me that was saying that, what I would mean by that, I don't, I don't mean give him all the money. I mean give the guy a goddamn long-term contract. Don't don't do this bullshit franchise tag shit. Uh, you know, don't try to, uh, you know, screw him out of uh, out of a wide receiver franchise tag um, in, in, instead of a tight end franchise tag. Um, so when I say something like just pay the man, that's what I mean. Like do the respectable thing. He's he's done well for for the Saints. He's done well for the team. You know, don't don't drag him along. It's the same thing with Drew Brees. Like I can't believe that they let it go beyond, you know, and and they let it go that long. Just let's just just get it out of the way. Get it done. It should have been it, done last year. Just like when it came with Drew Brees, it should have been done last year. As far as as yeah, far as what's Dave, realistic. Dave,
0: these agents that that represent these players are, I mean they they milk every dollar they I, can out of the I, cap. I,
4: I I, I understand That's that. the whole
0: point of a long-term deal. Is it's hard. It's hard to come up with an agreement because the expectations and the demands are, are they they start high and they start unrealistic. And you gotta make you gotta meet somewhere in the middle. But when the team is offering a contract, if the reports that were out on Drew Brees, for the record, if the reports that were were out were true about what the Saints were offering Brees, and Brees was balking at those offers. And, and I mean, really, it it, it just it, it it was over like five million dollars over six years. I mean, I, I know that sounds like a lot to to us, but to Drew Brees, it was a drop in the bucket, man. And like for him, for him to to let let it kind of go on that long for that amount of money when he was getting what I felt was a fair offer, um, I I think it I think it was mishandled by Breeze's brass. So, um, it's the same people representing Graham, and I think if the Saints offer him a, a fair contract and. He's like, no, pay me Calvin Johnson money, or, I mean, you know, then they're at an impasse, and so then just pay the man is not realistic if they're offering him a fair contract
4: that he's not taking. Yeah, he well, doesn't I mean, deserve. He doesn't deserve Calvin Johnson money. Nobody deserves Calvin he Johnson. He deserves Gronkowski money. money, and that's six Oh, oh million. Uh, my, Anyway, well, I okay, think the so the Saints
0: will offer him that, don't you?
4: Yeah, yes. He, he wants to know what we think realistically. He could get paid per year. I think you're looking at ten and a half to eleven and a half million per year.
0: I think, yeah, I think ten million per year. I think, I,
3: I think probably slightly less, maybe. I probably think it, it'll probably be about five or six years for about fifty-five million, and twenty. Six, well, six years for fifty-five. You mean? Six probably like six years for fifty-five, but like A Gronkowski was six for fifty-three. So, oh, that's oh, I thought it. Was, I thought Gronkowski was six. And he for got more
4: got- <laughs> than Gronkowski.
3: So Gr- you, you might be right. No, you might. I Grankowski thought it was less than. So probably richest, like
0: I'm gonna say six for sixty. Gronkowski got the richest deal in NFL history for a tight end. Six years, fifty three million in 2012. So based on those numbers alone, I mean, I think Graham's probably looking at six years, fifty eight million. Okay. With a with a larger guarantee and a larger. How signing much did
3: Gronkowski get
0: guaranteed though? It was eight million signing bonus and like eleven and a half guarantee and something like that. Ooh, so that's I mean
3: yeah I mean it's it's tough though when you do the cap t- and we'll get into it in all the in Alden, obviously it's tough to get fit that fit that contract under the cap even when you start cutting Will Smith and Lance Moore and Roman Harper. Well, I
0: think here's the thing like if you look at it from this this vantage point, it, it's it's going to be a lot less than what the franchise tag would be for one year because. If he's signing, let's say he's signing a six-year $58 million deal. And let's say that, um, simple math, let's just say $12 million of that is a signing bonus. So that means $2 million per year. But usually in the first year of the deal, they don't give you that much salary. So let's just say they give him $2 million salary and his prorated cap hit from the signing bonus is another $2 million. That means he would count about $4 million against the cap in year one. So... A long-term deal like that, while over the life of the deal gets more and more expensive each year, the first year it's actually going to be a lot less expensive than franchise tagging. Them
3: wow. Okay. In terms they, of the cap. So they, so you're saying, Andrew, they can do it. They can do a deal, and they'll, they can do a deal, and they might have a lot of flexibility to go out and maybe get one. one.
0: Yeah. Get well, one. Well, they have to be careful about what they offer free agents because, you know, obviously if they give them backloaded deals, um, Jimmy Graham and Drew Brees' contracts inflate over time too. Yeah. So it, it's not that simple. But, yes, in year one, um, they would get some cap flexibility. Well, they get $9 million
3: extra next year because of the CBS TV deal. The cap's going to go up $9 right. million in 2015, so that helps.
4: Graham needs to be paid uh, with, with the best – among the best of the wide receivers, you can't you can't put him in the tight end category. Whether whether we're talking about the franchise tag or whether we're just talking about a regular long term deal, all of his numbers, all of his stats put him at the top or near the top of all of the major categories.
0: Well, that's so, Dave. If if you're making that argument, that's the argument that Graham's brass is going to be, and that's where they're going to be at an impasse, because. Six years, fifty-eight million is about what Gronkowski made. It's about the, I mean, it's the best deal in NFL history for a tight end. But if you're starting to talk about real receiver money, yes, then we're I talking am. about twenty million more than that.
4: But so be it.
0: But the Saints can't afford that. That 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 starts to get. Which place is why they're him. gonna
4: franchise tag him.
3: I don't know. The I mean, I mean, do you think? Kevin, do
4: you <laughs> think if Jimmy Graham hits the free agent, this hits the open market? Don't you think that somebody is going to pay him that? Don't you think somebody's going to pay him as much as somebody like Andre Johnson? Uh, you know, anybody like Cleveland.
0: that? Poss- Cleveland, Cleveland will possibly. possibly, but I mean, I mean you, that's that's you know, I mean, is, but here's is, and here's,
3: here's, we're
4: to matter, right?
0: here's
3: the here's the thing though. Kevin is let's yeah. say let's say the Saints say they 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 argue and it, argue and it, argue and the Saints say look we'll give you 6 years and 60 million dollars so you're going to make 10 million dollars a year and we're going to give you 25 million dollars guaranteed if he's looking for the wide receiver money like Dave thinks he 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 wants and deserves that means he wants 80 90 million so is he going to roll the dice with all his injury problems and say, I'm going to play on the one-year franchise tag that at a tight end level, and I'm going to give up? And Kevin just dropped out. And,
0: so they, and look what happened to Gronkowski, by the way.
3: And I'm going to roll the dice, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put that $25 million guarantee. I'm going to roll that on the line. I mean, do you think Jimmy Graham, Dave, would do that?
4: I mean, I, yeah, he, I, I don't, he, he doesn't really have a choice, does he? It's either accept the franchise tag or sit out the season, is it not?
3: Well, no, I'm saying he could, he could, he could take the contract offer that the Saints come to if they want to make him the highest paid tight end in history.
4: Uh,
0: he's not gonna sit
4: out the season. That won't. Happen. No, he's not gonna. I, 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 you know, th- we, we talked about this when when we were going through this with Drew. And I mean, I just, I think, I think for any NFL player to sit out a season, I think is stupid, and I think it's sort of like a career suicide.
3: Yeah, but Andrew, if if this, if you had a choice, and you're Jimmy Graham, and, and the Saints are offering you sixty million dollars, six years, twenty five million guaranteed,
0: or you play on the franchise tag. What do you do? Well, it depends. It depends. uh, You know, I mean, if he gets franchised, then it's going to go to arbitration, and then we'll decide. An arbitrator will decide whether it's he's a tight end or a receiver. You know, and And I think he'll win that battle. I don't know about that. I think. I mean, yeah, he he went. He went to the Pro Bowl (laughs) as a tight end. So, I mean, I think that's a strong argument. In, in favor of him being a tight end, the fact that he was elected to the Pro Bowl at that position.
4: He was elected uh, to the Pro Bowl at that position because that's the position he's listed at the at, 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 on the depth chart. If there was an arbitration for deciding on what position he should be elected to the Pro Bowl, I think he would have won that arbitration, and he would have been on the Pro Bowl team as a wide receiver. The CBA clearly states it's that they that it's whatever position the player took the most snaps at. He did not take the most snaps as an in-line tight end last season. He did not. I mean, Dave, I
3: see your argument. It's, it's clear as day, in my opinion. But as a Saints fan, I'm selfish. I don't <laughs> want him
4: to be... I don't either. I don't either. But unfortunately, the Saints don't revolve around me, my opinion or your opinion. Well, that I
0: mean, Dave, that sets a, a dangerous precedent. And I, I know there's seven tight ends in the NFL that had a higher percentage of snaps than Jimmy Graham uh, outsider in the slot. He's not even the tight end that had the most, the quote-unquote tight end that had the most percentage of his snaps in the slot. Like Tony Gonzalez had more, Dennis Pitta had more. So if all of a sudden, um, it's, it's kind of a double-edged sword if you think about it, because if all of a sudden this, this these guys are deemed quote-unquote wide receivers, then a guy like Dennis Pitta, pretty good tight end, he is not going to get paid shit if he's a quote unquote wide receiver on the flip side, a guy like Jimmy Graham probably commands more money as a quote unquote wide receiver on the open market than he would as a tight end, but it's a dangerous precedent to set because this doesn't just affect Jimmy Graham. All of a sudden you've got six six or seven players that are more of a quote unquote wide receiver than Jimmy Graham is. And you've got a list of a slew of about 15 other guys that are kind of in line with Jimmy Graham's numbers in terms of percentage of snaps, not at tight end. So I think the Saints are going to argue that the definition of tight end these days, look around the league. It's not just Jimmy Graham. It's every quote-unquote tight end. That—that—that that, that is the modern NFL. They, they take snaps at, at other areas, not just on the line of scrimmage.
3: All right. We're at over an hour. So, Kevin, I will start this question. with We'll end on this question. Jimmy Graham, does he get a deal done or is he franchise tagged? Tagged. Andrew, as
0: receiver or tight end
3: doesn't matter tag just he doesn't get a deal uh, done he's either yeah i get... agree
0: i agree i agree with kevin that well i think he'll get tagged and then i think he'll end up signing i do believe they'll sign a long-term deal he'll get tagged and then but they'll negotiate a. Con- it'll be exactly like how the drew Brees thing played out
4: and uh Dave. I, I agree with andrew
0: i disagree with
3: all you people to He's gonna, he, they're going to get the deal done before they put the tag on him. They're going to surprise us all. My ass. And we're going to all hail Loomis.
4: No, my, my ass, that's happening. That's happening. Yeah, I'm going to Loomis forward. doesn't pay anybody until he absolutely has to. If you don't think that Loomis is going to franchise tag him and see if he can get away with paying Jimmy Graham a tight end franchise tag, then you're out of your mind. Because that's exactly what Loomis is going to want to do. He's going and, and, and as a Saints fan, Ralph, then that you should be happy. Because he's going to try and get Graham as cheap as possible.
3: I know. History, history says the Saints will do all their free agent moves and sign Graham last. Because that's what they did with Breeze. But I'm just telling you they're going to do it different this time, and I'll be wrong, and you can mock me, or I'll be right, and I'll play your soundbite back.
0: R- Ralph, I'll, uh, I'll give you the old Jim Hazlitt adage that I will bet my life that Jimmy Grant, that Jimmy Graham will not sign a long-term deal before he gets franchised. <laughs> Much like J- Jim Hazlitt bet his life that John Carney would never miss a kick, and when he was asked by the media after John Carney missed the extra point, he said – yeah, I'd be a dead man right now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, people, you gotta donate. We need funds.
3: Make a donation, a dollar, five dollars, whatever. Make the donation because we need funds to so you can have bandwidth so you can hear Kevin wash his hands in crystal clear sound or fix a transmission or whatever the hell he did tonight, quote unquote. Making, bang pots and pans. Yeah, bang pots and pans. Um, so. Go to Saints Nation. Andrew's got free agency breakdown of some guy writing for his sites. I've never, I've never heard of him. I think it's just a pseudo name that Andrew uses.
4: Um, Murphy. It's Murph. It's Murph. Oh Jesus! I heard Murph is now writing for the Falcons. Oh, of we've course. covered this already, Dave. Yeah, I know. I was there. I just wanted right. to talk about it again. And, <laughs> and Dave's got
3: fantastic things going on Canal Street Chronicles, like. uh. Over the cap and other
0: fun sites that he points out that I can uh, spend time at work not doing you know, work. You know, one thing I'll say about Murph. If he was a Falcons fan all along and his only end game about writing for the Saints was to troll us for a few months, that that's pretty good.
4: Well played. Well played, Murph. Pretty solid. Pretty solid. You got us. Well played. Well <laughs> you played. got us, Murph.
3: Uh, And Kevin – after wrestling a baby is going to do an off-season power ranking
4: yeah yeah but actually well no we have to wait till no, the off-season starts and trans- oh yeah Well, actually well no
1: after i'm done eating this pizza i'm gonna wrestle my dog my dog's looking up at me like hey can i get some attention please he's gonna power you're on, you're on the f- you're on the phone with you're on the phone with those assholes how about some <laughs> attention here
3: so go to saints nation go to canal street chronicles i
1: resemble uh, that remark and
3: uh <laughs> We have a long offseason, people, because the draft ain't till May!
0: Right.
3: So... Great job, Gandel. Great job. Uh, Kevin, hit the water and get us out of here.
1: Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hit the water.
0: <laughs> it's warm. <laughs> Olympics.
3: All right, people, be
4: safe.
1: So long. Johnny Michael Peter. Sam's dad's terrible.
4: His <laughs> dad is terrible.